Welcome to the Eagles Nest Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this recent message by Senior Pastor Tim Winter. If you have a Bible in your pew near you, the Lord spoke this to me this morning. It's a fresh word. I always appreciate a fresh word. In fact, didn't Julia give us a fresh presentation of you know, a making a spiritual thing, a natural, uh, understandable example? That's a good thing. That's what Jesus did. In John chapter 1 and verse 51, this is my prayer here for today. And in fact, it's my declaration. And I heard uh, the Holy Spirit just nudge me as I was in the scriptures this morning outside of my message. So I want to use this and um, ask you to agree with me. So close of John's first chapter. And this is a discussion that Jesus was having with Nathaniel, who was a, a righteous good man and Jesus called him to be one of his followers. He called him by word of knowledge. Jesus saw Nathaniel underneath a fig tree. What he was doing is uh, an object of much conjecture. I don't know. It was a good thing. I'm sure he's probably praying or something. But nevertheless, Jesus said, boy, you were surprised at a, a gift of the spirit or a word of knowledge that I had over you. That's just the beginning. And then Jesus says this, and this jumped in my heart this morning. And it goes with what I have to share this with you this uh, beginning of the year. Jesus said, truly, truly, I say unto you, Nathaniel, hereafter, would you, would you read out loud, especially if you have a King James, if you, if you don't have a King James, read it quietly, because I, I want this to get in, in you and make an embossed impact. I'm in John chapter 1, verse 51, because this is a true statement uh, for this church, for this region, for this nation, and for this generation. Jesus said, truly, truly, I say unto you, here, would you read, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. I didn't get, I, I got about 20% participation. So put your hand up when you're at John 151. I have a Bible near you. Okay, we got a couple of English translations. That's all good. Let's, let's read it again. Verily, verily, I say unto you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The title of my message, which is a, a really good message, is Good Vision. I want to talk about having good vision, and the reason is because God wants us to see what he wants us to see. And Jesus was making an announcement, he was making a declaration to an upright man that there was a change coming. Something different was about to occur in Nathaniel's life. His name means gift from God. And so as his name was, so was he about to become. I want to announce to you that God has placed an apparatus mundi. Somebody help me. How do you say that? What is it? Apparatus mundi, or, or in other words, a, a means of operation, a device, not mechanic, modus operandi. Thank you, David. Mine, he's my Apple 
helper. He's my son-in-law, and uh, I can't wait till he comes over and shovels my snow and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but God has put not a mechanical device, not an uh, ocular device, but a spiritual device in your person. Okay? And Jesus was identifying that. This is fresh, and the Lord knew that, that that bulb actually is, the whole system is sitting right there in the back pew or in the, in the room, the change out. So I already checked with my professionals, my Fox News Media, ESPN special. E, Emily used to work for ESPN, so I always, you know, t- Emily, what should I do here? What do you think? What would ESPN do, you know? And I said, Emily, should I put the ladder up there right now and change it out? Would it be a distraction? She said, major. <laughs> I said, so, so we think we should just go without? Yes. <laughs> so I, I had some, of all times in the whole wide world, I have the most awesome title slide graphic. I can't tell you how long it took me. So you didn't even get to see it. But God downloaded this, and now I can see why. He wants to do in your life what he did in Nathaniel's life on that day. Nathaniel? I am announcing a true reality, a spiritual reality. Before there was a heavens and an earth in the natural, there was a concept of the heavens and the earth in God and the spiritual. Are you with me? I don't see any first-time visitors here so we can talk. We can talk like Jesus did to Nathaniel. He got right down to it. I love how Jesus gets right down to it. It was in John 3 also, and with another learned man of God, in his generation, in his right, what was his name? Nicodemus. His name means to conquer the people or to be an authority among the people. Jesus, as soon as, Master, we know you're a teacher, come from God. And is Jesus going to do the, you know, pass the business card, run, you know, float me your, or cloud me your info, let's get together for coffee, now what can I get from you? Jesus launched right and he said, listen, unless you are born again, you can't even see the kingdom. Now, I don't think there was a tone I think it was completely invitational. I think there was a, 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 a plead to, there's more for your life, Nicodemus. Let's go back to John 1. There's more for your life, Nathaniel. And I am making the announcement that it's already in you, and today I activate it. What was he activating? Listen to the truth of the kingdom. Jesus, in John 1:51, Jesus was saying, you are going to see, because you've come to me, have we all come to Jesus? Okay, if, if you've come to Jesus for the first time and you are aware of that time, will you just raise your hand? For me, it was December 1976. Just raise your hand. You can kind of uh, postulate, okay, it was maybe a season of time. It was a summer. I had a guy that I ordained as an elder. They went on to help do some other uh, church work in our region. I said, well, tell me your testimony. He said, well, I kind of knew the Lord, and then I kind of got close, but I really got good and saved. You know, I thought, okay, well, if that's how you're going to call it. But whatever it is for you, when you became, uh, the moment you came to Jesus, Nathaniel's come to Jesus, and Jesus said, because you've come to me, hereafter, you'll see, no, 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 you'll see heaven open. I am announcing to you that your pastor is seeing heaven open. I am seeing heaven open. Okay, now that heaven o- heaven's open, what's the next thing that Jesus said is going to occur? And you will see angels coming down like Clarence to get his wings. 
Wrong, wrong. What Jesus is saying is you will see heaven open and the spiritual activity that's always been from before time, always existing and is currently in existence around you, you'll begin to see angel, your angel and others going up to heaven. What are they doing? The angels take your prayers and waft them on the altar of incense. It consumes before God fills his environment and God then releases angels to go back into the natural realm and accomplish what we in the natural realm are asking him to accomplish that can only be done as the spiritual realm invades the natural realm. Does anybody need an answer to prayer? Does that come because you gave money? Does that come because, like Bill, you've read the Bible for 52 times? No, that comes because a God in heaven engages man on the earth. And Jesus was here to establish the rule and reign of the kingdom of God on earth. I remember in seminary classes, I, I think it was, I don't know which course. Oh, yeah, I do remember which course, of biblical theology. Well, uh, Professor Freeman said, and he asked this rhetorical question. He's, and he, he leaned over his pulpit because he was uh, believing against, he had polio in his feet. And, but uh, uh, interestingly enough, God gave him a gift of healing. And he would, you know, pray and people would get healed, but he's waiting and waiting. God, what about me? You know, we all get that what about me thing. I think Nathaniel was probably under the tree. When God, when God, what about me? And Jesus comes and said, I saw you there. I'm here to announce that uh, uh, heaven is now open over your life. And angels are already involved ascending with your prayers and descending with your answers. Now, Bill prayed that the Holy Spirit... Uh, this, is, has, this isn't in my notes. This is in God's heart, and it just was coming to me. I said, God, this sounds so fresh and so good. If I, is it for today? I, I feel like this is for today for you. Thank you, Jesus. If heaven is open, and Jesus declared that it was, J David, will you read uh, John 151 again with the... Uh, you're missing a page in your Bible. Did Judah tear it out? Who tore it out? Yeah, okay, that happens. It happens. Here. It's an NIV anyway. Well, not a big loss. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, of the vernacular. I grew up like that in the Lord, thinking that if you didn't thee thou gettest and be gettest, that God, you know, wasn't cool with your language. And I learned that's really, really, you know, small thinking. Okay, 151. Will you stand as we read the word of God? Because I want to make sure that we get this. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven opened, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. That's a spiritual declaration on the earth coming from Jesus to a guy that was going to church, going to synagogue, wanting to do right, and Jesus was adding to his life. My prayer for you as a, as a pastor and a man of God and someone that has seen heaven open is that you see heaven open and I see heaven open in a new way. There's so much more for me to accomplish with my life 
And the only way it's going to happen is with the messengers of God, which the Greek word for angel is ungelos, and it, it's, it slips into the natural realm when God calls apostles ungelos. You are a messenger. You have a message. I love Martin Smith. I got a message to sing. I got a story to tell. I can't preach, but I sure can sing. And so whatever your method is, uh, I want you to know that heaven is open. The angel assigned to your conception is still with you because you're breathing the breath of life. And he's here to assist you, to help you. And when, when you say what God says, it appears in the scriptures that when one makes an announcement that others... Chime in and say the same thing. Remember the announcement of the angel of the Lord to the shepherds? Behold, born unto you this day in the city of David is a babe lying in the... And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe lying in the manger. And go, go see. And they did. And when one angel sounded and the, and the shepherds said, we will go see... Uh, Hosanna in the highest, all of the angels began to say. And so when you, when, when you begin to read, when you begin to speak, when you begin to believe, you are a, a spiritual domino that finally tipped. And you did not tip alone. What you're saying is falling on ears. Some, some may not hear. You might not reach some dominoes. But you're doing what God said to do. Excuse me. And Nathaniel went on to do uh, great things for the Lord. Nathaniel went and brought Philip. Philip brought his four eunuch, I was going to say eunuch, virgin daughters. There was a new dimension happening in that generation because Jesus made the declaration over people's lives this is how to get right with God, number one, and then this is how to operate with God or, or, uh, do his work. The people always want to know, what must we do to do, work the works of God? John 5. And Jesus said, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he hath sent. And he's talking to them. Now, so every time Jesus spoke, it was this, a domino hit, and, and he would begin to, just at the end, hit a Nathaniel. And Nathaniel just catches a Philip. And Philip, in, in the course of three and a half years, wins his virgin adult daughters, and they all start to prophesy. I'm speaking the vision of God into Eagle's Nest Church, and that vision is about drawing close to Jesus and bringing your gift to his altar and letting him consume it. Thank you, Jesus. The, we said last week in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1, you can uh, leave your Bible there if you'd like, if you'd like to follow along. Uh, in Genesis 15, this is where I would have started. The, uh, the Lord appeared to Abram, and I mentioned this last week. It was before God changed his name because... Uh, when God visits a person, he visits him with good intentions. He visits him with uh, the environment of his love, and that person is immersed in his love, and that love then begins to...
My mom used to say it like this. God gave her an analogy of being filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're here this morning and you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, an Acts 2 experience, may I, may I uh, guide you back to Nathaniel's personal word from Jesus. Because you've come to me, Nathaniel. Because you've come to me, Dave, Sharon, Rita, Tim. Because you've come to me, I want you to know that I'm here and I am the way to an open heaven. And you're going to start seeing the things that I want you to see. Jesus wants his people empowered with the Holy Spirit. Here's the analogy my mom used to use for that. Uh, when I got saved at uh, 1976 at age 17, calling on the name of the Lord, um, and while I was deer hunting, I, I, it wasn't an official religious come to the altar, although I was watching, watching my three sisters, watching my brother, and they, they were going to church, their lives, it's like they got on the boat and I stood on the shore and watched it. I thought, ah, that'll go out and make two circles and come back to the dock. Well, that boat sailed and it was getting smaller and smaller and smaller and they were changing. They were not the same as the Catholic uh, upbringing that, that I was raised in. And my brother is a freshman in Marquette University, wasn't the same uh, pool shooting, bowling, uh, you know, shake the pinball machine so, so you could get a free game kind of, a, that's the kind of, you know, not, not terrible hooligans, just kind of cool hooligans we were. Shake it before it tilts and you get a free game. All of a sudden he's changing and talking about God and, and, and hanging out with clean people. And I, I went and I thought, okay, Lord, you know, if this is real, if you get me a buck, I'll give you my life. You know my story. He did. And God met me deer hunting in a very personal, natural way. And I'm so glad that God speaks the language of the person he's talking to. Doesn't expect me to learn Elizabethan 1611 English. By the way, that Bible was written uh, for, not the masses. Who was it written for? For King James. <laughs> it was written for him as a gift to add on his accolades. I am the overseer of a spiritual invasion in the earth with God's holy scriptures that was heretofore locked away to the Roman Catholic overseers. That's a, you know, studying bibliolo bibliology. But nevertheless, um, I want to finish the thought. My mom said this about being filled with the Spirit, and I pray this happens to you because this is, I'm declaring that God's vision for Eagle's Nest Church is that it is not only an Acts 2 church, but it is a Joel 2 church. You can expect the word of God to be accomplished in your life. And when you come to Jesus like Nathaniel, he's not, but you did, you, you cursed me three times. No, he said, heaven is open. It's still open. And I want you to see angels ascending and descending. Begin to activate your prayer life. I, I, I announced to you like my mom said, and I came home from deer hunting and I said, this is what happened. She said, oh, she started to cry. She said, I had a hard time in labor with you. And uh, they put too much gas on me in those days. It was much less natural and more mechanical birth, she told me. And uh, in the stirrups, and she's fighting and just passed out. And then, then I, whatever, I, I don't remember it. She does. She said, I just knew something special probably was going to happen to your life. And, you know, what? they're trying to do all their stuff and get you and me back together and all of that. And so she began to cry, and she said, well, that's, that's God's plan for your life. And I said, wow, that's, it's like what Bobby, Holly, and Connie, and Kay 
and you, and you go to these Bible studies. My dad and I were just in the process of coming to know the Lord. And uh, she said, yeah, that's, that's the same thing, and you need the Holy Spirit. I said, well, what's that? She just stood, I was standing right in the corner of my dad's homemade table. She put her hands on me, and she said, just, just, uh, receive, just like you called out to God, call out to him again, receive the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and she was crying, and I closed my eyes, and all of a sudden, I started to cry, and all of a sudden, she said, just, just receive the power of God. He loves you. He wants to help you with everything you're dealing with. She knew I wasn't living completely right, and I needed help. So on two, I got saved on Sunday. On Tuesday, you know, in came the Holy Spirit. It was very small at first, and what, be, what began as a drip and a, a drip and a drip and a drip and, and a spray and a, a, you know, a flush and then a wash and then a, a float, and then now it's a gush. It's coming back out. So I'm a, I'm a Joel 2 and Acts 2 individual, and I need you to be a Joel 2 and an Acts 2 individual. Now, what would happen, that's why a marriage is so vitally important that you not be unequally yoked. We could have people stand up here and testify how important that is. And we'll do that in another time, probably in another place. But if you have the opportunity, get the right coach. My goodness. You know, everyone, who's, who's, who's Jimmy going to hire? Well, hopefully somebody that can coach. Not just be the puppet on a string and pretend you're the coach. You, we can't do it all. I need you to be a Joel 2, Acts 2 individual, and God will have his way as we come together. Because Jesus said, when you come together in my name, I'm in the midst of you. And the God in you will jump and, 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 and activate the God in me and will become uh, more like him. So that, here's what my mom said. She said, well, now that you've been filled with his spirit, it's like when you're saved, you're a Coke bottle and you're... Uh, you're just thrown, God takes you and throws you into the sea. And the sea is your life experience. And uh, God is there in your life experience, and the, but the bottle is corked. And when you open the bottle, it's as if the Holy Spirit in, in life fills you. So, the, so you're in the sea and God is in the sea. You know, God isn't only in heaven, he's filling the earth. Romans tells us and, and Ephesians tells us and Colossians tells us that Christ Jesus fills all in all. So you get thrown into God, but there's a cork on the bottle. And then when you take the bottle cap off, it kind of be, you know, bobs around and, and then the bottle gets filled with the ocean. So you're in God, but now God's in you. What if you stay in the ocean and just keep bobbing around and you, you fill it up, you pour it out, you get filled up, you pour it out, you get filled. That's what it's like to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And God pours you out as a drink offering to people. That's God's vision, and that's good vision. Genesis 15 and verse 1, the scripture says, The word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, for I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. I want to announce that uh, God's vision for your life is a good vision. And that vision is not the same as eyesight. When Jesus said, I saw you underneath the fig tree, Nathaniel didn't say, well, were you in the ravine? Were you hiding in the olive tree grove and looking through? No, he knew. Nobody, nobody saw me deer hunting. I came and talked to my dad. He drove, drove me home that night. 
It was a spiritual thing with God. And Nathaniel knew that Jesus had access to a higher level of living. He saw him in the realm of the spirit. That's the vision that I'm talking about. It's the ability for the, the, the part of you that is made in the uh, image of God, the ability to reason, the ability to close your eyes and see things that you can't see with your eyes. I want you to see yourself so close to God, so loved by God. Someone said to me recently, I was at a holiday gathering, I want to see you embraced by God so much that you smell like him. Someone said this to me, I went in there just thinking, Lord, will you just use me today? I don't know the circumstances and I'll just be here to listen. And that's good, good enough for me because I've been hearing the Lord through people more than I have ever before. And walking in the door, took off my coat. It was a holiday gathering. And someone just grabbed me and just, I said, oh, yeah, God bless. Or I didn't say, I said, Happy New Year. Or no, Merry Christmas. My, you smell good. And that thing went in my ear. Boom. And like, ding, you asked me to use you today. There's a pleasantness about the love of God. There's an invitation to come. Whoever is weary, remember uh, John Robin Mark's song, Let the Weak Say, well, or, or the, Let the Weak Come. Let the Blind Come. Let the Hungry Come. I want, to, I want you to see yourself so loved by God that when the, the people come and they're starting to come for our food pantry, ushers, will you come and help me with this uh, and pass out these elements? I don't want to get uh, sloppy with my presentation on the first day, but I want to talk about good vision. Next week, I'll take you through uh, some concepts of it, but it's about you seeing God like he wants you to see him. It's about vision, good vision in, in the year 2020 is about you seeing yourself like God wants you to see you. It's about you seeing others. Now, if you can still listen while we're doing that, that would be good for me. Thank you. Go ahead. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ushers. Thank you, congregation. Thank you. I feel your hunger. I feel your love for Jesus. And as that love is being uh, talked about here today, I want you to know that this only takes place through Jesus. Jesus was the reason Nathaniel came to talk with him. He was the reason that Nicodemus came. And Jesus is the reason why you're here today. So I want to bless you and uh, let you know that God's vision for you is so filled with adventure and excitement, but it all uh, comes on the foundation of his unconditional love. God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. And if you uh, don't understand that yet, I want to announce that 2020 is a good year for good vision. And uh, to, to, compare, to compare your forthcoming year with any previous year, catch this once for a second. It, if you say, oh, yeah, that's a, you know, what do you talk about? What talk about vision in New Year? No, no, I'm saying this is a new season because it is a new season. And I'm saying if you compare this year with any other year or if you, if you don't know God's vision of himself, it's good to know how God sees himself. It's really good. I said in that seminary class, the, the professor, here was the 
conclusion of that sentence I started. He said this, he stopped his teaching, he said, what was the primary reason, what was the one reason that Jesus Christ came to the earth? And it was an open, you know, well, just seeking to save, yep, the Bible says seeking to save that life, came to save sinners. And, and, and then, then he kind of waited, and he said, those are all results that come out of the primary reason that Jesus came. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, eternally God, and then in the timeline of humanity, he became man. But he was eternally God. He came for this reason. I'll never forget it. He got the whole seminary class stopping, sitting on the edge of their seat. Jesus Christ came for this reason, to establish the rule and reign of God in heaven on planet earth in the lives of people. Because we're the only ones made in his image, Selem, and in his, in his likeness, uh, Dodka. Two different words. Everything else on the six days of creation was made by God's creative genius, but he reserved the right to give his likeness of what? What we bear in, in resemblance to God is not our nose or our skin color or our height or our weight. What we bear in likeness is the ability, close your eyes, please close your eyes, see yourself loved, see yourself prospering, see yourself like Reggie White coming to a little hick town in Wisconsin, carrying that trophy in two years, see it, that's vision, you have that ability. I want you to see yourself like God sees you. I want you to see yourself so loved and so squished by God's uh, embrace that when others come up like last week, this is a new, a new day. And if you compare this day, if you compare this day to any other past day, then you're doing this. You are taking a payphone and comparing it to an iPhone. You have access you don't have to wait in line and finger around for the quarters and hope, hope that the, you know, the thing is clean. And No, no. God opens up heaven for you through Jesus Christ. And this communion meal is a symbol of his vision for mankind. If you ever have had an offense with God, I've had many, many. He said this, this will be a reminder that that doesn't stand in the way of an open heaven. This is crazy. This is not religion. This is radical. This is Nathaniel becoming a new man. This is Nicodemus pro protecting the body of Jesus instead of Sunday school teaching. This is you filling up the pew next to you because there's so much love of God coming out of you that you've become irresistible in 2020 because you have good vision. You're seeing like God sees. He so loved the world that he gave his son as an offering. Will you break the bread? He gave his son as an offering that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus, we thank you through simple childlike faith. As we break this bread in our hands, I thank you that this is a brand new year for every one of us. There isn't one of us that needs an, an, an eye doctor's examination. And we, we come up like Nathaniel to Yahweh Rapha, the creator of the ocular organ that responds to light. But now I'm talking about spiritual light. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about spiritual vision. 
And I ask you to open our eyes that we might see what we have not seen before because of the breaking of your body on Calvary's cross. You bore the penalty of our sins and you said it is finished. And so the offering and for my sin and the price of redemption was taken care of by God the Father sending God the Son to the earth, being empowered by God the Holy Spirit to accomplish what only God could do, and that's forgive all the sins, transgressions, iniquities, and failures of man. So I thank you for that. As we hold these elements, I say, Lord, will you come in a special way now? In Jesus' name, will you partake of that bread along with me? There. The Lord's just scrolling in front of me. Is it in the Gospel of Mark? Where Jesus healed a man that had blindness. He had trouble with his vision. Let's take the cup. Because I'm declaring this with all the authority that Jesus did on the earth. And Jesus said, how, how do you see right now? How do you see, how do you see yourself? How do you see others? I see men as trees walking. Okay. He prayed again. This cup releases all stigmatism, nearsightedness. I can't get my eyes off myself. Farsightedness. I'm so concerned about others. It, 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 and and uh, monocular vision, um, double, triple. I've talked to someone who saw a, a prism of 24 images and had to wear a patch because of an injury. Uh, Lord, this cup representing the shedding of your blood on that cross when you breathed your last and the soldier pierced your side with a lance and outflowed blood and water. Blood is the life of the flesh and I thank you for it. I thank you for giving your life for our life in exchange. And we receive, uh, there is Revelation 3 and verse 18. I counsel you, church of the last generation, I counsel you, uh, people of Laodicea, to buy of me gold tried in the fire, mm -hmm. to wash yourself and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you might see. To him that overcomes will I make to uh, a pillar in the temple of my God, and he'll go no more out, but I will write upon him the name of my God in the name of the city of my God. I just speak the release of any lingering issue, uh, hindrance, problem, generational. Uh, even this past year, in the name of Jesus, we receive the vision that God has for us as individuals, the vision God has for us as disciple makers obeying his great commission. Now go immerse people in the nature of the Father, the nature of the Son, and the nature of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for forgiving sins. Thank you for opening our eyes to see and uh, reviving our heart to believe. In Jesus' name, let's thank God for this cup. In this first gathering together of the Lord's Day this year 2020, Lord. In Jesus' name.
I want to be like Nathaniel. I want to be coming, when I'm coming into a, a gathering of people, I want to be a gift from God. Isn't that cool? Will you stand? Will you say that I'm ready to be a gift from God to my generation? In the realm that I influence, I'm going to see with the Father's eyes. I'm going to love with the Father's love. I'm going to touch with hands like Jesus. I determine right now this year to be a forgiver before an offense can lodge in my soul. I'm holding up. Will you take your two hands and uh, close your eyes and see yourself? I, I don't know, Braveheart, maybe, maybe it's a different movie uh, where you're holding up a shield. I'm holding up the shield of faith. Say it. I'm holding up the shield of faith that I may quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one that are assaulting me, that have assaulted me, or would assault me. I declare that because I see the enemy far off, God has given me hinds feet on high places, and I overstep, and I am not entrapped by the evil one. My life is anointed in a new way. Holy Spirit of God, will you fill me to overflowing that you pour out of my senses to all those that are hungering and thirsting. And like Jesus at the well, where the woman and Jesus was thirsty, the conversation moved immediately from the natural to the spiritual. She got saved and won her whole village. Fill me like that, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, will you just join me in sealing it with a yes, an affirmation? Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, God bless you. If you'd like some of those reader glasses, come on up. Take a pair. They're yours. They're in a different envelope. Would you greet your neighbor and just tell them I see you have good vision? God bless you. Thanks for listening to a recent message by Senior Pastor Tim Winter. Please visit eaglesnestchurch.net for more information.